0: I'm Jesse. I work here. Um, and I was so excited because it was cool and I thought I could wear a sweatshirt, but it's not quite that cool. Um, but yeah, I'm talking about Ephesians. We've been talking about Ephesians for a while. Um, and the last time I was up here, it was, it was probably a couple of months ago, and uh, I talked about rebellion. And uh, tonight I'm talking about sub- being subjugated and obeying. <laughs> So uh, you know, I'm balanced, right? <laughs> um, this this is this has been a description of me, and I and I don't actually find it very flattering, but I do find it accurate. A friend of mine, uh, Jeff Warner, described my personality as uh, a series of a, a cycle that repeats in my life. It's basically, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Yes sir. Yes sir. Ah! yes, sir, yes, sir yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir it pretty much, yeah, that's how I work. Uh, I kind of have this this overdeveloped sense of duty, but then I can't take it anymore sometimes. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of getting represented in the last couple of sermons yeah I showed you how to rebel in the last sermon now I'm going to show you how to obey <laughs> um, to that end I'm gonna I'm going to pray and hopefully get God to help me out so all right Jesus, I need help I always need it I didn't know what you were doing earlier this week with this sermon, but I think I do now I hope you like it. I hope this helps us. I hope this helps us help you. I want us to live life with more hope. Live life more attached to you. But not completely detached from here either. Yeah, so I want you to like it. I want you to make it smarter. And yes, I want us to be a good time. I always want those things. So... All right, help me out. We love you. Amen. Now, a little bit of a summary. So, you know, we have been in Ephesians for a while now. The the first three chapters were kind of identity pieces, like, you are Christians now. So, I mean, I'm not presuming that everybody in this room right now is Christians, but that was the first three chapters. Um, it's like, okay, now that you're Christians, stop doing that. Start doing this. Um you were this, and now you are this. You are something else. And then in, uh, in chapters 4 and 5, he kind of fleshes that out more. I was like, okay, so quit it and do it. Um, that was 4 and 5. And uh, the beginning of 4 is where I had actually had the rebellion uh, sermon. And do you remember how you rebel? What's step, step 1 for rebellion? Knowing the rules. You have to know the rules. And so, like, we get all these rules in four and five. And you have to know the rules in order to break the rules well. You also have to know what your goal is. But uh, now we've been in six, and uh, we've got this, uh, at the end of five, uh, there's kind of these uh, authority pieces. Um, We had... uh, Husbands and wives, kind of churches, and uh, uh, Tina and Craig did, parents and kids. And uh, tonight we do Masters and Slaves. So, uh, yeah, with that, I'm going to read the passage, okay? Uh, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear. And with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one of you for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master And yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. So, how many slaves do we got in the audience tonight? (laughs) Ah, yeah. This is about slavery, and slavery is bad. So, y'all know. Just to make it clear, slavery sucks. Um, And it's not to say that slavery is gone from the world. Far from it. There's a bunch of bullshit happening in this earth of people owning human beings, forcing human beings to do things against their will. That's not done. That is not what we're going to talk about tonight. Since, yes... First world problems, right? <laughs> How do I make this passage about us? I mean, are we? Maybe we're slaves in other ways. I googled, you know, uh, slave to, you know, and then that makes the predictions. And the top four were uh, slave to rhythm, <laughs> slave to the radio, slave to the traffic light, and slave to love. So. <laughs> count us all guilty we're all slaves i'm a, definitely a slave to the rhythm <laughs> what can i say um <laughs> so yeah all of us are slaves yeah but around here yeah honestly none of us are slaves first world problems right so is this uh, passage of no significance or value anymore Was the scripture rendered irrelevant with uh, 1863's Emancipation Proclamation? It's a wonderful thing. That's Lincoln and and friends signing it. But then, exactly a hundred years later, other things happen: civil rights. Protests, (sighs) yuck, right? Protests, fine. Things were, it was passive, it was peaceful. And then the masters, quote unquote, heavy quotes there, were abusive. But was slavery the issue in the civil rights movement? answer no <laughs> does this a passage apply to the civil rights movement yes it does we the, so the staff you know we always go over the the sermons and the and the passage before and we were talking about it and you know like a, a lot of times like people go to employment with this it's like, oh, well, your boss, your boss is your master, and you are the slave to that master. It works pretty good. And honestly, I've heard a lot of sermons about it, and I don't think it's off base. It works. But we're gonna. The, the, the staff decided we're not going there precisely. In staff meeting, Tina said, uh, "This gets to our attitude about evil." And then Jesse said, our circumstances cannot define our attitude. And this is something that I have a problem with. I suck at this. (laughs) If things are bad, I want to be in a bad mood. Things are good. Oh, man, sometimes I'm still in a bad mood. So maybe the (laughs) maybe the, the circumstances, I don't know, kind of weird. I have... Major depression, in case some of you don't know. But I'm working on it! <laughs> um, but do we go through life just saying, okay, things suck right now, so I'm going to be pissed about it. Or, oh, today was, oh, it wasn't was bad. I'm going to be okay about it. The passage tonight is saying, nope, your circumstances don't get to define how you act, and what you say. Um, after staff meeting, uh, I, was, I was thinking about this, and, uh, yeah, we flashed to the, to the cartoon real quick, but I remember this cartoon, and it's perfect. <laughs> oh, the far side. <laughs> Is that not Perfect. I mean, I titled the sermon after this. Like, I remember this cartoon. I was like, "Oh, like I don't know exactly what to say, but it swirls around this Far Side cartoon." <laughs> They're in hell, obviously, and and the, and the devils there overseeing the work, and there's those two guys in the front sweating their brains out and obviously hating life, and then there's the guy behind them. I like to call him Gary, after his creator. Gary Larson. Um, Yeah. Not minding one bit. (laughs) That is what we need to be. We need to be Gary. We need to be outside our circumstances. Because as Christians, we are outside of our, our circumstances. Uh, I think the next slide is Ephesians, go, right? It will be. Um, So let's look at the scripture a little bit. Um, The first first verse, verse 5, Slaves obey your earthly masters with respect and fear. That is presence. You are being present when you are obeying your masters. It doesn't say just forget earth. It's like, no, this is the way things are. The respect and fear piece is, is kind of an idiom back then. So it was, a, it was a phrase. It was a common saying. But it is to be respectful at the very least, actually kind of hanging on your master's every word. Is like, okay, I'm not going to mess this up. Let me get this right. It wasn't merely a respect. It was a level up from respect, like, oh, crap. I don't like actually some fear. And so, honestly, that is something we need to apply to our lives. In, in life, again, first world problems, we assume that if we're uncomfortable, we just say, abuse! Right? That's not necessarily true. Uncomfort brings you to other places. Work Gets things done. It's not fun. It's part of the curse from, like, Genesis 3. It's like, oh, you guys screwed this up. You brought sin into this world. Now, you got to work and it's going to suck. That's the way it goes on earth. Don't let entitlement, don't let your American citizenship, don't let your rights get you out of everything. Sometimes when people challenge me, I was like, Jess, you wanted to do this and you failed. You need to do it a different way. I go, abuse! (laughs) No, it's not abuse, it's challenge. Jesse, do better. You can do better. But then the second part of that verse, just as you would obey Christ. So it's adding to your perspective here. Because otherwise, like just just perspective here on earth, you're like, Okay, going to work. Another day. Another day of bullshit. <laughs> another day, another dollar. I'm going to hate this. But this adds something. Obey Christ as well as if he were present because he is your perspective gets a whole lot bigger skipping a little bit ahead or, or uh, to the verse nine it's talking to the masters there and they say okay treat these guys with respect Treat your slaves pretty good because your master is the same as their master your middle management guys It's a whole different situation. Bigger perspective. And then it, let's go to six. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you. So again, you, it's not only to do it when they're noticing you. So it's like, yes, do it to get their favor. But bigger perspective. The slaves of Christ. Doing the will of God from your heart. The brass upper management is around. God sees what happens. He hears what happens. And he's taking notes for payday. Skip into eight. Because you know the Lord will reward each one of for whatever good they do. Whether they are slave or free. Mm. No, that's okay. That's all right. I'll take that. It's not always this side of heaven. I will say that. But to know that God, upper management, sees what you have to deal with. That is of comfort to me. It's like, okay. Even if I do something and I don't toot my horn about it, it's like, God saw that. was pretty sweet today (laughs) jesus noticed (laughs) if nobody else did (laughs) and then seven is the same thing serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the lord not people again like serve here well but serve all the time as if you to as if to god See, I've heard it said that, you know, wow, well, there's those stickers. Uh, the and cra- uh, OTW, have you seen those stickers on, on people's cars? Not of this world and the T's across. I don't know, not wrong. Like Christians like to say that, oh, we are citizens of heaven. And they're not wrong. Right? I mean, we like almost a year ago now, we actually had a sermon on our identity as citizens of, of heaven. And that is true. But it doesn't mean we're just done here. We don't just ignore earth and the time we are here. First Th- Thessalonians like talked to those guys a bunch is like, You guys are so stoked on heaven, you've forgotten earth. You guys are awful employees. Like you guys don't work. They just like sat around, waiting for God to come back, because they were only citizens of heaven. It's not the whole picture. God had, didn't spill us down here on accident. We keep going. We increase the reputation of God down here. We help each other down here. We're not just twiddling our thumbs till the mothership comes back. We are here on purpose. Bust your ass. There's, uh, there are illustrations, I'd like to bring some of them up. Um, this is what this is from one of uh, my wife's favorite books. It, well, it's your favorite book, isn't it? Do you have a book that you like more than that? No, she's read it like twenty times. Twenty times. Uh, the hiding place. Has anybody anybody read that? Cory Ten Boom. Yeah, she's she's something. I like the book myself. It's crazy. Cory Ten Boom. Uh, I think we got. Go to the next slide. And now, go! Yeah, sweet. All right. So this is uh, Corey and and her uh, sister uh, Betsy. Uh, it's Betsy on the left, Corey on the right. They were Dutch, um, Dutch uh, family that, uh, when uh, the German um, craziness went down in the forties, like they they hid Jews. They weren't Jews themselves, but they hid Jews, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, what the? This is nuts!" And so they like hid people in uh, in Corey's closet. They made a fake wall and stuff like that, and uh, saved so many so many Jews. And then, but then they got found out, and they got shipped off to prison. And they got out of prison. And they went back to prison. Anyways, ended up in concentration camps, and it was ugly. Betsy on the left. She got. She was. She was pretty frail, kind of sick most of the time, and then Corey on the on the right. She was uh, constantly taking care of her, trying to take care of as many people as they could. But they got into this one. That just this is one anecdote from the book. They're like, there's like every page has like two quotes that you're like, I should tattoo that on my arm. It's like she's so profound. But in the book, she was actually the pupil. And Betsy was the teacher. Betsy had the, the perspective that was bigger than earth. So here's an excerpt. This is Corey talking. Fleas! I cried. Betsy, the place is swarming with them. Here! Ah, here! Another one! I wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us. Show us how. Betsy said. She said it so matter-of-factly, it took me a second to realize she was praying. More and more, the distinction between prayer and the rest of life seemed to be vanishing for Betsy. That's, that's a tattoo line. Corey, she said excitedly, he's given us the answer before we asked, as he always does. In the Bible this morning, uh, where was it? Uh, read that part again. Yeah, it was in First Thessalonians, I said. Oh, yeah. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Incidentally, that's one of, uh, one of our head pastors, Dave, his favorite verses. But then Betsy said, that's it, Corey. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. I stared at her, then around at me at the dark, foul-aired room. It was awful. Like, dark, 24-7. It was like 18 inches between all the the bunks. There was like moldy hay everywhere. All the mattresses were rotted. There was... Human waste issues and fleas. Like a page later, she's like, and thank God for the fleas. And Corey was like, no, (laughs) I will not thank God for the fleas. I can't thank God for the fleas. But Betsy could. Betsy was like, was like Gary. How infuriating would that be if you were a Nazi? <laughs> you know, we're just not reaching her. <laughs> She's not regretting this enough. I mean, that's kind of a cool rebellion part of it, right? It's like, if you have a jerk inflicting crap on you in your life, if you take it like a champ and whistle through your work day... It's gonna piss them off, right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and if you got a cool manager, somebody, or like again, this, I'm getting into the employment thing. But if you got somebody that you like, and you are sweet and wonderful, and and do your work well and cheerfully, then you just make somebody you like have a better day. Win-win. Be cool. They actually had. They made the most of it, and Betsy made it happen. Like, they, they had these, like, services in these barracks, which was insane. It was like Nazi Germany, concentration camp, and they were having these services. Like, And the Eastern Orthodox girls participated, and the uh, Western Orthodox people had their chants, and the Lutherans had some hymns, and, and then they read the scripture together. There was, like, one, there was, like, a six-inch spot of light in the back. And they put the put the Bible up there and read out of that. <laughs> they said there are services like no other. whole barracks full of Gary's. I want to be that person. And I'm not. But I want to be. I was, uh, you know, in order to get my words going, sermon going, brewing words for these things, um, I, I, you know, at the end I always put inspiring works, you know, it's like, you know, songs I listen to or movies I watch, or books I've read to, that stirs up words and associations and things that I can il- illustrate the truth to my friends. And this time it was, it was kind of weird, like, uh, it was like, there's kind of a lot this time. And almost all of the songs were on a playlist that I had already made. Um, it was It was a playlist that I made for last fall when I was traveling through Thailand by myself, which was was a, a, an amazing time and one thing that I, as I was going through that, I mean honestly, I, we maybe we'll play the playlist after after uh, the service tonight but um I noticed that half the songs that were on this playlist and that were actually kind of influencing this are about drugs. <laughs> I was like, huh, what does that say? Is it But I was thinking about it. Drugs and drink that's a way to deal with earth. It's actually trying to accomplish these verses, right? It's like, ah, uh, this is not fun down on Earth. Alcohol, it'll help. Smoking some weed, that will help, right? It soothes the pain. But that's all it does. Instead of Gary whistling, you've got Gary propped up against the wall and drooling. It's just escape, right? And yeah, I mean, I still have I still have you know straight edge hangers on, but that doesn't mean that I'm not immune to trying to escape. I have my ways: video games, movies. Something, I'm like, ah, uh, today sucked. I want to forget about it for a second. Instead of, in the first place, living like I was connected somewhere else. Like I had a citizenship in heaven. The drugs and the drink fall short. It's not as good. But you think about it, and you're like, oh, that might work. There's so many of our friends that go that way because they don't know Christ. Christ gives us something to push back on evil instead of just stopping evil. It's like, oh, evil's not going to get any further with me. But the way of Christ turns shit into diamonds. It fights the bad in this world. That is what this passage is about. Your circumstances, maybe they're not slavery, but they're not always fun. Watch the news. <laughs> Within two hours of leaving the doors of this building, I guarantee you're going to be like, oh, yeah, earth. Bummer. We can be Gary's. That helps Everybody. Let's try and be that for each other. Somebody, we have one, like the quintessential one is Julia. (laughs) Julia is Gary. (laughs) I mean, Julia, what, uh, eight days ago, nine days ago, had a baby on Friday night or Friday morning. And then on Saturday... Her husband Aaron told her she couldn't go to church. <laughs> we had a meeting and she's like, "I'm going." And Aaron's like, "No, no, you're not going." <laughs> she forgot that she had just pushed a baby up. Julia is always sweet to be around. You think about the world not being so bad with Julia. We can all be more. We can all make our perspective bigger. Yes, work, not be vacant, vapid, ethereal ghosts on earth. We can be present, we can work, we can bust our ass. But we can also do it as if Christ is next to us because he is. There's one more example I have. It's 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 from the movie Braveheart. It's actually it's like a minute minute and a half, and it's so poignant. It's so it's such a zinger. Um, it's uh, basically it's towards the beginning of the movie uh, where they had a wedding, and, um, and they're all celebrating. The wedding had happened. Everybody's partying. They're dancing. And then yeah, push play. claim the right of prima nocta. As lord of these lands, I will bless this marriage by taking the bride into my bed on the first night of her union. Oh, by God, you will not! Ah! It is my noble right That woman, was she not in two places? Was her perspective not much bigger than everybody else's there? And so enchanting and so effective. And awful. So terrible. But she saw a Bigger perspective is like, if I don't do something, dudes are going to die. And it would happen anyway. Uh, Ugly, 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 awful. But she saw something bigger. And it enchanted everybody. That is what I want us to be. That is what I want to be in this world. And I'm working on it. I've kept on saying, we should be that, we should be that, we should be that. That was a little bit of how. But I wanted to get you guys there. How How do we do this? Well, there's one. There's a couple of verses that matter to us at Scum. Go to First Corinthians. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become scum of the earth, garbage of the world, Till this very moment. These verses are us, my friends. It is being present. It is working. And it is pushing, it is answering evil with goodness. When crap happens to you, don't return crap. Return beauty that you have already been given. Be salty in the most beautiful of ways. We can, yeah, why don't you go to the... Inspiring works page. That's what I got. You can check some of those out. There's good stuff up there. Um, Right now, we're going to take communion. The reason we do communion is to remember. To remember that perspective that is bigger than earth. We are connected out of this place. It is a reminder. It is a symbol. So yeah, we're still down here. But God gave us this stuff so it's like, oh, no, no, no. It's a bigger picture, remember? Take this bread, break it, and remember me getting broken for your sins. Take this this cup and remember this is my blood for the new covenant. So, yeah, uh, we got some folks to serve it. So, yeah, you guys come up here. Um, and when we do it at Scum, like, you break off a piece or there's crackers uh, that don't have gluten in them. Um, and you dip it in the in the juice and you can take it right there. Or you can take it outside or whatever you want to do. Be reflective. Remember perspective that is bigger. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hold me to this and I'll try and help you guys too.